This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Israel fighting back against Hamas, now going on the offensive in Gaza on the ground. The international community, of course, is saying that this is the worst thing that could ever happen. Not the beheading of little infant children and the beheading and raping of women that happened at the hands of Hamas. No, no, no. That is not the worst thing that could happen. It's Israel defending themselves and killing terrorists. That apparently is the worst thing that could happen if you listen to the media. Now, Israel made it very clear what they're doing and why they're doing it. Uh, the IDF says it's increasing their ground operation in Gaza. I want you to hear what they said on NBC about this. And then you're going to hear from Mark Regev from the Israeli government talking about why they're doing this. Listen carefully. We are watching um, increased activity from Israel into Gaza with explosions there. The Times of Israel is reporting that Palestinians say there is um, a gunfire being exchanged between IDF tanks and uh, troops um, in, uh, in, in Gaza. This is according to the Times of Israel. Um, joining us now is Ambassador Mark Regev, Senior Advisor to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and a former Israeli ambassador to the UK. Ambassador, thank you very much. Can you tell us anything about this report uh, from the Times of Israel that there's gunfire being exchanged between IDF tanks, IDF troops, and Palestinians, Hamas, I guess? Katie, as you can understand, I won't go into operations that are currently uh, uh, ongoing, but I can say the following. We are beefing up the pressure on Hamas. We're hitting them hard. We'll be hitting them harder. And the goal, as, as I said to you in a previous broadcast, is to destroy the Hamas military machine and to dismantle its control over Gaza. We're beefing up the pressure and they'll, they'll be feeling it more and more. Is this the ground incursion? Is, this, is it happening right now? Is beefing up uh, just uh, another way to describe it? I can't go into the current uh, operation. That would be in, in, unprofessional from my point of view. I can, I can say this that everyone was saying, well, Israel, you know, wasn't going to do it, uh, that Israel is waiting, that Israel, well, we waited, we prepared, we planned, and we're hitting them where it hurts them. Mark is absolutely right in what he is saying there at the end, that they should hit them where it hurts them. That is something I think is very valuable and an important point that needs to be made over and over again, that this is a defensive decision by Israel. Israel did not choose for their citizens to be attacked uh, in their 9-11 and the butchery, the way that these Hamas terrorists did it. They did not ask for uh, Iran to train 500 plus people and literally pay 
carousel them in to kill innocent people at a concert. They didn't ask for this fight, but it is certainly theirs to finish. Now, the media, of course, is holding Israel to a different standard than Hamas and the terrorists. Mark Regev was also asked about war crimes, and I want you to hear his response to that. Listen. The rules of international law are clear. If there's a bridge... You can't target the bridge. The minute the other side uses tanks to cross the bridge, then the bridge is a legitimate target. Hamas has turned a hospital into a legitimate target. I don't say we're going to hit it. We don't want to hurt innocent civilians. That's part of the Israeli mantra. We believe that sincerely. But Hamas has committed a war crime, and it must be understood by the entire international community, has committed a grave war crime, turning a hospital into its command and control. And they deserve to be condemned from wall to wall for that sort of behavior. Now, what you just heard from that Israeli spokesman is that there is a new story that the media is not wanting to talk about. It is the fact that Hamas's main operations base is now under Shifa Hospital in Gaza City, the IDF is now saying. The military spokesperson also says the terror group has several underground complexes under Gaza's largest hospital. Senior Hamas members claims that Israel is uh, using this to change what they refer to as a pretext for a massacre. Now, the Israeli Defense Forces said that the Hamas terror group's main base of operations, they've located it. It's under a hospital. They provided visuals and intercepted audio as evidence of the terror organization activities. In a briefing for reporters of international media outlets, the IDF spokesman Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari said Hamas has several underground complexes under the hospital. It's the largest hospital in the Gaza Strip. They are used by the terror group's leaders to direct attacks against Israel. Hagari said Israel has intelligence that there are several other tunnels leading to the underground base from outside the hospital so that Hamas officials do not need to enter the hospital to reach it. But Hagari added that there is also an entrance to the underground complex from within one of the wards. Right now, terrorists move freely in the hospital and other hospitals in Gaza. The military spokesman said Israel has concrete evidence that hundreds of terrorists flooded into the hospital to hide following the October the 7th massacre in which some 2,500 terrorists burst through the border under cover of a deluge of rockets and rampaged through more than 20 communities near the Gaza Strip. They killed some 1,400 people, the vast majority of them civilians, massacring them in their homes and at an outdoor music festival. They also abducted over 220 people to the Strip as hostages, and many of them they expect are going to be dead. According to the IDF, Hamas's internal security has also had a command center inside of the Sifa hospital, from which it directs rocket fire on Israel and stores their weaponry. The hospital's energy infrastructure is also used by Hamas's underground base, accusing the terror group of using the hospital and its occupants, more than 1,500 beds and some 4,000 staff as human shields. The information on Hamas's use of the hospital is based on a wide range of intelligence sources collected by the military intelligence uh, and the Shin Bet Security Agency. Hagari said the intel has already been provided to its allies. A senior member of the Hamas Political Bureau said that the Israeli military's allegations were quote-unquote unfounded. Of course, the terrorist group would say that, saying this. 
There's no basis in truth in what the spokesman of the enemy army stated, accusing Israel of making up the allegations to pave the way for a new massacre to be committed against our people. He claimed 40,000 Gazans have sought refuge in the hospital as a result of Israel's aerial bombardment of the Strip following the terror group's massive shock assault three weeks ago and called on Arab and Muslim leaders to take action to stop the genocide against our people. Hamas wages war from the hospital. That's the headline you need to understand. The terror group was also using fuel stored in hospitals to help carry out their operations. Again, that is something else that every American needs to understand. And you need to take this information and you need to tell it to everybody you know. Now, terrorists are moving freely in this hospital and other hospitals. Hamas is using the hospitals and taking away resources from those that are actually needing aid. Hamas terrorists purposely are operating inside hospitals precisely because they know the IDF would not more than likely attack the hospital because the IDF distinguishes between terrorists and civilians. Israel targets terrorists, Hamas targets Israeli civilians, and even Gaza civilians, is what the IDF said in another statement. The military spokesman asserted that Hamas is stealing fuel from the civilians in Gaza. Israel blocked the entrance of fuel into the Strip once the war war started, so he appeared to be referring to fuel that was already in Gaza. There is fuel in hospitals in Gaza, and Hamas is using it for its terror infrastructure, playing a recording that he said was a conversation between a pair of Gazan residents who make the revelation, talking about exactly what happened. In another conversation aired by the military, a senior Gazan energy official revealed that Hamas currently has at least a million liters of gasoline and possibly more, which it stole from civilian projects and is currently hoarding to power its tunnel networks. All right, let me tell you real quick about an amazing company called Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, they have been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile. They offer you dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the leftist agenda. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military, our veterans, and first responder heroes. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, making switching easy. You get to keep your same cell phone number, keep your same phone that you have right now, keep your same phone, or upgrade to a new one, and their team will help you find the best plan for your needs and save you real money. You got a small business? They can cover all that as well. All you need to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash ferguson. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call them 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the promo code Ferguson. Join me and make the switch today and protect our values and stand for them with every phone call. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT. Let me. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. culture and a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Also reminds you of the propaganda. It was, what, a week and a half ago? When the U.S. media hyped Hamas disinformation, sparking global uprising, claiming that Israel struck a hospital in Gaza that didn't happen. In fact, we found out that it was actually a rocket fired by Hamas that hit the parking lot of that hospital. The hospital was still standing. People did not die inside of the hospital. But what did the U.S. media do? And let me just start with something that's amazing to me. I'm going to start by playing you Chris Cuomo telling you, don't believe everything you hear or see on social media, because some of it can be, as he describes it, misinformation. Right? Stay vigilant to not get duped. Then the very next statement you're going to hear is Chris Cuomo being duped and giving you misinformation on this Israeli fake attack on a hospital. Listen carefully, and he's not the only one in the media that has been lying on behalf of the terrorists. But there is a great opportunity for misinformation, especially on social media. I caution you to be very careful about what you choose to believe and on what basis. The horrific scene at a hospital in Gaza today, an explosion that killed more than 500 people. The government in Gaza says the Israeli Defense Forces uh, struck a hospital in the center of Gaza City. An airstrike hit a Gaza City hospital, killing at least 500 people. It's because of an alleged Israeli airstrike on a hospital in Gaza that Hamas health officials say killed more than 500 people. And when you're talking about 500 people, you have to wonder how many of those people are innocent civilians that minimum hundreds of people have been killed in what they say was an Israeli airstrike. Where a hospital was caved in 
killing hundreds and stranding an untold number under the concrete. By far the deadliest Israeli airstrike ever. Hundreds taking shelter at a Gaza City hospital were killed in an Israeli airstrike today. Israel says it was targeting Hamas hideouts. Palestinian officials saying at least 500 people killed in what they claim was an Israeli airstrike. Aftermath of an alleged airstrike on a Gaza hospital that killed more than 500 people. An Israeli missile struck the hospital. Absolutely horrific loss of life. This is not the first time violence has actually hit what's supposed to be on Obviously, a place of healing. Deadly explosion at a hospital in Gaza. Palestinian officials say hundreds were killed and they're blaming Israel. This was not a blast. Uh, this was not an explosion. This was an airstrike. It was a deliberate war, war crime that Israel conducted on this hospital. At least two to three hundred people killed in that strike and many, many, many more feared dead. Now, Hamas is calling this a genocide. 200 to 300 people uh, believed to be dead at this stage. There are also many examples of, uh, you know, of civilian deaths caused directly by Israel. There's no doubt about it. In the fog of war, what can we say for sure? The Baptist Hospital in Gaza City, that's the northern half of Gaza, has taken a direct hit from an Israeli airstrike. They are saying at minimum, at minimum, 300 people are dead. Egypt is, is saying it's very upset about this, this hospital bombing. It's the World Health Organization has strongly condemned the attack. How about don't bomb the hospitals? How about you, well, you just admitted that you did bomb the hospital? Today, the death toll rose significantly in a horrific attack in Gaza. 200 to 300 people were killed. The Palestinians are talking about 500 dead. Uh, some of, initially they talked about two or 300, later up that number to 500. Uh, it is unlikely that a, a rocket, uh, a crude rocket fired by a Palestinian group could cause that number of casualties. Hard to see uh, how that would have been a, a misfire of rocket. This kind of death toll is not what you normally associate with Palestinian rockets. These rockets are dangerous. They are deadly. They do not tend to kill hundreds of people. And we should say finally that there are instances in the past where the Israeli military has said things in the immediate aftermath of an incident that have turned out not to be true in the long run. Quote, a mind from hell is the one who deliberately bombs a hospital. This is in response to the strike uh, at the hospital. This is a new level um, uh, in terms of the the fact that it was a hospital and the fact that so many people were killed. What is your understanding of what happened in this hospital? It's one of those situations where, as I look at the two of you, Nicole, Rachel, sitting where you are at the studio, you do understand that what we've just been amplifying is what the Hamas have said. By the way, to be clear, everything you just heard was a lie. And the media jumped all over it to tell you this lie. They took a lie that they knew was coming from terrorists, right? Because the people that were giving them the news was Hamas. And Hamas was telling you that this happened. The problem was it didn't happen. You heard in those reports there from U.S. news networks that this hospital had imploded, had cratered in. Didn't happen. At least 500 dead. Also didn't happen. That the hospital was targeted by a military airstrike. You heard that Hamas leader on TV, being interviewed with that type of propaganda. Again, didn't happen. Never happened, folks. It's a lie. It never happened. So you now see Israel is proving that this hospital in, 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 in Gaza, the biggest hospital there, is being used by the terrorists as a place for them to 
conduct their war operations against innocent people in Israel, and they're using it as a safe place for them to sleep because they know that Israel is held to a different standard. I hate the idea of hitting a hospital. I want to be clear about that. I also think it's incredibly unfair for Israel to be held to such a ridiculously high standard when there are people, they, they killed, I mean, this is their 9-11. I, I, I don't know how many different ways to say that. Okay, this is their 9-11. Make, make no mistake, this is their 9-11. And we're sitting there wanting to hold them to this standard that, that to me is an unrealistic standard of perfection. When you have people that are playing by the worst rules we and, and the most violent rules we've ever seen. And again, these terrorists, they know what they're doing. Gaza hospitals have been a key feature of this now three-week-long Gaza war. You go back to Hamas on October the 17th claiming that an Israeli strike targeted a hospital in Gaza killing over 500. It was a lie. The claim was disproven within hours by Israel and U.S. intelligence, which found that the explosion occurred just outside the hospital and was called by an errant Islamic jihad rocket that killed far fewer than 500. Again, but the media reported it the way that I just played it for you. And since Israel launched retaliatory airstrikes and artillery strikes on the day of the attack, Israel, or I should say Hamas, is now claiming 7,326 people have been killed in the Gaza Strip, according to figures released by the territory's Hamas-run health minister. Nobody should believe anything these guys say. And what's happening, the rest of the world runs with those numbers, and they tell you that they're true, that they're verified, that they're accurate. This is not true. The one number that I do believe is Israel saying it's killed 1,500 Hamas terrorists inside Israel on or after October the 7th. I, I believe that number, but I do not believe the rest of what they are now trying to sell us. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last 
four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. There are also a lot of idiots, useful idiots, uh, I, I would argue anti-Semites that are not just in the U.S. media that are apologists for terrorist organizations and Hamas and the Palestinians, but there's members of Congress that are, that are disgusting because they know the truth, they know the facts. Let me give you an example of this. Senator Bernie Sanders came out and, and said this about Israel from the floor of the Senate. The Palestinian people today are experiencing nothing less than a humanitarian disaster. Thousands are already dead, including many children, perhaps thousands of children, and far more have been wounded. Hundreds of thousands have been fought. This is a man, Bernie Sanders, who says that Israel does not have the right to violate international law and wage indiscriminate warfare against innocent men, women, and children. They didn't start this, sir. You should know that. But this is one of those useful idiots. This is one of those people in America that they're hoping, you know, will, will say these types of things. Hamas official, by the way, was stormed, uh, uh, stormed out of a BBC interview when asked about Israeli civilians killed. Listen to this. Military operation was directed for military purposes for the military sites. So hundreds of but, civilians were killed. Sorry. And for the military soldiers who imposed sanctions and collected punishment against our people. And I think from the first moment we declared that this operation is not was not directed to the civilians. But I can confirm and assure again and again that there was no command, no command to kill any civilians. How do you justify killing people as they sleep? You know, families. How do you justify? I, I, want, I, I you want to stop this. Uh, in, I want to stop this. Interview. I want. I want to stop this interview. At least there's somebody at the BBC that had the, the cojones to just ask a basic question. And while that's happening with the Hamas leader, Rashid Tlaib yelling at reporters asking if she will denounce Hamas, she says you're dehumanizing Palestinians. Congresswoman, will you denounce Hamas? Will you denounce Hamas? Why do you support terrorists? You're dehumanizing Palestinians. No, you're you're supporting no, terrorists. No, you're supporting terrorists. You're supporting terrorists. She starts yelling, who are you? Identify yourself. Yelling at this reporter. You're dehumanizing Palestinians. This is a woman that has a Palestinian flag flying outside of her office. Now, we've got our own problems outside of this, by the way. We have now finally responded after a dozen attacks on American installations in the Middle East with a bombing of a place we're not even sure a single terrorist was in because we're being measured in our response. I want you to hear what the Pentagon press secretary said about the U.S. strikes striking Iran-linked targets in Syria. Thank you for making time for us. The defense secretary called these self-defense strikes why this response now and do you think they'll serve as an effective deterrent against further attacks 
Yeah, first of all, thanks very much for having me. And as you highlight, these are self-defense strikes. We have U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria for one reason and one reason only, and that's to support the ongoing mission to defeat ISIS. Our, our forces are in Iraq at the invitation of the government in Iraq to assist their security forces on that important mission. And so, as we've said from the very start, we will maintain the inherent right of self-defense, and we will take all necessary measures to protect our forces and our interests overseas. And so these strikes were very uh, surgical, very targeted to send a clear message that we will protect our forces. It's also important to understand we do not want a conflict with Iran. We do not seek to widen this. Uh, and so hopefully they get that message loud and clear, uh, and they will cease these attacks against our forces in Iraq and Syria. So the defense secretary says Iran is behind these attacks. You believe that that's the case, right? So do you think Iran is trying to further entangle the U.S. in the current conflict in the region? Does Iran want the U.S. to be involved in a war? Well, look, you know, to your point, we are very focused on ensuring that the situation with Israel fighting Hamas does not become a wider regional conflict. This is why you've seen us send, send additional assets into the Middle East region to include the USS Ford Carrier Strike Group, the USS Eisenhower Carrier Strike Group, which will go into the U.S. Central Command area of responsibility, because we don't want to see this widen. In terms of these Iraq, uh, Iran-sponsored proxy uh, and militia groups, uh, we've seen this kind of behavior in the past. Uh, they foment and attempt to foment uh, instability in the region. But again, our forces are there for a very specific purpose, and we will not hesitate to take action to protect those forces as they do this important work on the ground in, in both of those countries. Right, which you already did. You took action. So what kind of response do you expect from Iran? Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see if uh, Iran gets the message. Uh, but, you know, as we... Get it is, and it, it, we'll see if Iran gets the message. I mean, this idea that we're going to do such a limited strike that we're going to quote see if Iran gets the message. I I don't even recognize our government anymore. There is evil in the world. We used to understand that, and we used to respond to it. You know, the Pentagon secretary is saying we do not want conflict with Iran. I'm glad to see that. He said, we do not want, we do not seek to widen this. I, I, I agree with that. I'm glad that he said that as well. But to wait and see if they get the message, what world are you living in? Now, this also comes as Iran's foreign minister comes to America, to the United Nations, and warns the United States of America that if we don't get out of Israel and helping Israel and, and stopping the war in Gaza that the U.S. will not be spared. This is the Iranian foreign minister in America at the U.N. in New York City saying this. I say frankly to the American statesmen who are now managing the genocide in Palestine that we do not welcome to expansion of the war in the region. But I warn, if the genocide in Gaza continues, they will not be spared from this fire. They will not be spared. Wow. So we're limiting our response and their responses will come to America, to the United Nations, and we'll tell you that if you don't stop what we describe as a genocide in Gaza... 
America will not be spared. I'll say it again. Wow. This is unbelievable. America, I cannot even recognize right now. Based on what we are witnessing, it it is truly, to me, shocking. Uh, it, It makes me sad. It is concerning on a level that that I have, uh, and I mean this. Um, it, it is it is shocking on a level that I can't even comprehend. And yet here we are having this conversation, and and we're being told what we can and can't do by terrorists, and they're threatening us. They're threatening us. And apparently we're just going to sit there and, I don't know, take it? Because why not, right? They just I guess we just have to take it and deal with it. Don't forget, share this podcast with your family and your friends. Write us a five-star review. And please make sure others hear what I told you today. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.